Fiber optic training. What are your options? We're going to talk about one of them today. Welcome to the show where we tackle the tough questions submitted by installers, estimators, project managers, ICT personnel, and even customers. We are connecting at the human level so that we can connect the world. If you're watching this on YouTube, would you mind hitting the subscribe button and the bell button to be notified when new content is being produced? If you're listening to us on one of the audio platforms, would you mind giving us a five-star rating? Those two little steps helps us take on that nasty algorithm which helps us educate, encourage, and enrich the lives of the people in the ICT industry. Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What are you doing? I do a live stream where you get to ask your favorite RCDD, well, that would be me, your questions about installation, certification, design, anything to do with the ICT industry, and even career path questions. But I can hear you now. Chuck, I'm driving my truck home at 6.30 p.m. I can't watch a video drive. I'll crash. I'll get in trouble. That's okay. They're recorded, and they're put on the website at letstalkcabling.com. If you have questions, send them to chuck at letstalkcabling.com. Submit the questions. Get preference first. This show is free. It will always remain free. But if you would like to support this platform, check us out on Patreon. Go to the Let's Talk Cabling page. Go to the Amazon links. Look at some of the stuff there. Now, you won't pay more for the product, but we'll get a little stipend. And we're also looking for corporate sponsors, too. So if your company core values are educate, encourage, and enrich, they align with ours, let's talk. Let's talk cabling. Hey, that sounds pretty cool. In our industry, there's always been copper and fiber technicians. And there's always been a drive for people to want to learn fiber training. But it's one of those things where... You just have a problem with getting sent to a class or having somebody pay to go to a class. And what are your options? There's many, many options out there. And we're going to talk about one of those options today. My guest today has first-hand experience with this particular training because, A, he sat in the class and became certified. B, he was part of a, uh, a group where they did a free scholarship and brought a bunch of people in and trained them with the same organization. So I want to welcome to the show. Blake Armos with Low Voltage Nation. Yes, I'm back. You're Round back four. again. What's up, Chuck? How are What's you, up? man? I'm doing fantastic, man. Well, technically, I'm on vacation today. I had to drive <laughs> from the campsite all the way back up here. Oh, that's right. Just to do this interview. Well, well thank well, you. Well, I don't want to burst your ego. I actually had to put the animals away on the farm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was going to be here anyway. <laughs> yes, sir. So... Let me ask you, for those who may not know who you are, because my, my audience is gaining, um, why don't you give us the 30-second snippet of who is Blake Ermos and why should we listen to you? Yeah, so I uh, started in the industry as a network engineer. That's what I went to school for. And then I uh, didn't use that for like eight years, became an IT director, kind of hired people to do the structure cabling, help me set up you know, the systems, whether it's like VoIP, virtualizing servers. You know, I was the person kind of in charge of all that. And then I actually got back to my roots uh, a few years ago doing stuff like nurse call systems. That's where I really got into like the construction side of low voltage and was doing a lot of installation, but still a lot on the programming side, a lot on the project management side. And then I got off the road 
and uh, started doing security access control, a lot more structured cabling here in middle Tennessee. So I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, been here for about nine years. So I'm really integrated in, in this whole industry. I uh, actually just got a job recently um, as the director of access control sales for a company here out of Nashville. So that just kind of tells you my kind of career path uh, along the way of uh, becoming uh, you know, a, a low voltage technician, basically that's, I run low voltage nation. That's, uh, that's the podcast that I started. Then it became a big community. And now we have like one of the largest low voltage communities on the internet. So it's, it's been a, it's been a journey for sure. How, how many people do you have in that community now? So it, there's a few hundred that are in like the, the paid workspace. So like with Slack and circle, but what's really just kind of taken over is the, is the Facebook group. The Facebook group is like 30,000 members. And I looked at the stats, wow. it's 28,000 of them have been active in the last 60 days. Wow. So the Facebook wow. group is like, that's where you go. That's like the main resource. Uh, we have, I, I do see, I do see a lot of questions being asked out there and I do try <laughs> to answer them sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, with all this stuff going on, sometimes I just can't answer everything, but yeah, I, I good luck. I mean, I, I can't get more than five people following me on Facebook. I, I just haven't cracked that code yet. And on on Facebook or like what do you mean on like Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. I I have like I, I mean I post there all the time, but yeah. I have very little followers there for some reason. I don't know. Are, I just can't I can't crack that one for some reason. Run so. run ads. That's what I. That's how I got the following. Just run a bunch yeah, of ads. Yeah, I, I need a budget. Work. I need a budget to run ads. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and are you trying to make me jealous? What What are you talking about? Like what I'm talking I? about the packouts behind you. You trying to make me jealous, aren't you? Man, I I paid out of pocket. If you were like, oh, look, it's you're sponsored by Milwaukee. It's like, no, like I paid out of pocket for this stuff because I need to put all my tools. <laughs> there you Somewhere. go. There you yeah. go. It yeah, is you, nice though, man. Why don't you get you one, man? I think you need one. Uh yeah, it's funny you say that. Black Friday's this week. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh here's my recommendation. Get the one with the drawers. Don't get don't do what I did and get the ones that just stack on top of each other because I have to take everything apart to get that shit at the bottom. Oh yeah, good good point. Good yeah, point. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a uh, Milwaukee Packout TikTok channel. There's a, yeah, there's a bunch of them on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. like addicted. I, I don't to spend much time on Instagram. I pose there, but yeah, I spend the majority of my time on TikTok because somebody got me addicted to it. I won't say any names, Blake. That's <laughs> it's one of your primary channels, man. I don't know why. So, you're... so when when I, when we file the divorce with my wife because I'm spending too much time on TikTok, I'm listing you as a co-defendant. <laughs> no man you guys aren't getting divorced don't do that the day no, we're not terrible no, right we're now not. don't, don't go I, back out <laughs> no my wife and i are too solid for that she knows it's a, all business though. yeah i know man. so, so <laughs> what's new with low voltage nation man so we uh we'll probably talk about it uh here in a little bit but we had that meetup or was this actually a training event so we've been doing more of the training event side of things and um that's been a primary focus where we launched a job board partnered with uh, partnered with field nation on that. I know a lot of people are kind of, some people love field nation. Some people don't love field nation. Uh, I think they're a great fit uh, for doing the 1099 stuff where we do a lot of W2 stuff. So it really just goes back to the whole mission of helping people with their career path and low voltage. So whether it's training, uh, getting them connected to people like you, uh, mentors, and then finding them jobs. So that's always been the focus uh, so that's that's really what we've been doing for the past few months. Um, there's actually some pretty exciting stuff with uh, now that I have a lot more uh, revenue coming in with this new job. I can take all the revenue from Low Voltage Nation and put it to into marketing, going to conferences. We'll probably be a Bixie uh, here coming up. So yeah, we're 
we're going to be at a lot more conferences, getting some, doing some media content, doing some more um, deals with vendors to uh, do their media and provide them with some sort of like digital marketing solutions. That's always fun to do. That helps drive a lot of traffic and a lot of like connections and networking. So yeah, there's just a lot going on. I, I'm just getting getting settled into uh, you know my new position, and um, it's it's really good for everybody because I get all these connections with people in Nashville, uh, and then we have Atlanta, uh, Knoxville, Memphis, and Orlando. So I've really broadened my my reach uh, within like the construction industry, uh, and that's going to all funnel back to low voltage nation. Doing more podcasts like on job sites and then at their offices so we got a lot in the store uh for oh, very cool there's a lot going on yeah nice nice now i just yeah. want to clarify one thing for the people who might be listening to the uh, in the audience yeah. you heard blake say 1099 and w2 for those who don't know what that means w2 means you're an employee of a company 1099 means you're a subcontractor so yeah. what he's saying is the job yeah. board is to be hired on by a, a by a company so some people may not necessarily caught that and you know I, i'm always a firm believer in assuming that not everybody knows everything, you know, just, uh, yeah. you just, you just never know. I need to get better at that for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you do a great job of it, man. You're, you're, you're one of my, uh, I, I watch what you do and I learn off you quite a bit. And uh, you're, I consider you, even though you're younger than me, you young whippersnapper, you one of my mentors. So. Yeah. Well, it's a symbiotic mentorship we got going on. You know, there I you go. There you go. <laughs> one of the biggest things, and I know you've, you know, I've talked about this briefly in the past is, fiber optic technicians yes right? sir and so in the past there's always been copper technicians and then fiber technicians and then the technicians who do both so there's always a drive for copper technicians to learn the fiber trade and then the fiber guys just yeah i don't want to teach you because you know for whatever reason i don't they don't want to lose their job or, or whatever the case may be with all the new stuff going on, have you seen an increase since you've got a that 30,000 member community? Have you seen an increase in people asking or inquiring about fiber training? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, when we did the scholarship, uh, we got a lot of uh, people uh, submitting applications to be part of the scholarship program. Uh, that was through the Facebook group and, and Instagram uh, and LinkedIn's a big channel for us. So, yeah, uh, be, and Across all of those platforms, there is a huge uptick in people posting about fiber, people talking about fiber, people asking about training. Uh, I know that um, Lee Renfro, uh, he's the one who he's the FOA Fiber Optic Association uh, teacher. They did the scholarship program. He's getting a lot of inquiries. Um, so, in my short amount of time that I've been in the fiber industry uh, per se, uh, I've seen a huge increase. On the end, there's a lot more chatter, but maybe because I'm just like getting more involved in it. But right. I know there is a huge shortage of technicians, um, so, so that's an issue. Uh, there's interest on the on the side of where companies need to install fiber. Uh, I'm not sure if it's people are excited, uh, the younger generation, to become fiber technicians. That's where we come in. So we got to figure out a way to get them uh, on board and right. excited about it and trained up. Just just promise me one thing. <laughs> don't become a fiber princess what is a fiber princess <laughs> you don't know what a fiber princess is i don't i'm sure i would have you told me <laughs> <laughs> so a, a fiber princess can be a male or a female that's, that's not necessarily gender specific a fiber princess describes that person that all they do within the company is fiber and they look down on the copper people oh no and they don't want to do copper because that's beneath them Oh no. That, that's a fiber princess. Now, not every fiber technician is a fiber princess, right? 
but there's always every time I bring it up in class, especially my face to face classes. As soon as I say that term, I guarantee you two or three people they'll turn and look at one of the partners in the room because they know that that's the person. Yeah, that, like that's the cue. Yeah, that's the fiber princess. That's funny. Damn. <laughs> yeah, but so, do you, so don't do become you a fiber want, princess. Yeah, but do you want the fiber splicer to be doing copper? I feel like they need to stay in their lane to to a certain extent. I think I think you should be multifaceted. There's not always going to be. I'll give you an example. One of the companies I used to work for, we had copper crews and we had fiber crews, right? And the copper crews were busy all the time, all the time. Matter of fact, they had too much work. And every once in a while, when the fiber crews would run out of work, we would send them to go help the copper guys. And they'd show up on the site. Here's here's the fiber princess for you. They'd show up on site and they go, where's the fiber? I'm like, "Uh, we haven't even pulled the fiber yet. (laughs) Oh, I only do fiber. Well, you can go over there and help Jimmy pull cable around the corner. I only do fiber. Yeah. Like well, here's a broom. You can go sweep the closet. <laughs> I only do fiber. Yeah. You can go home without pay. Uh, where's yeah. Jimmy at? Where can I help him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just no. give him a link to your YouTube channel. It's like, all right, well, while we wait in your fiber, we'll go watch Let's Talk Cabling. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. So, you know, there's always been like that kind of back and forth between them. So that's why I think, you know, the, the best technician should be able to do. One day they should be pulling cake, copper cable, terminating, certifying. Then maybe the next day fusion splicing. That's your that's your technician there. If you yeah. can't do both of those in today's environment, you're an installer. You're not a technician. And there's yeah. a difference yeah. between installer and technician. A huge, huge difference. Yeah. Right. You just recently got your certification. Oh yeah. Do you need proof? Here, here is my fiber optic association cfot i don't know if you can see it it's kind of blowing out but yeah, yeah. it's blown out yeah, yeah. yeah I, I trust you yeah well, here's some there you about. go <laughs> so you must be you must be official because you got an foa sticker now or is that a or is that a cuff, cuff cup holder oh it's a sticker i got a sticker, sticker. Yeah, yeah yeah do not put it next to the let's talk cabling one <laughs> oh, that's funny yeah so cfot the certified fiber optic technician uh that's what i got certified in uh recently through um fiber wizards so that's uh jerry morla he he runs fiber wizards and uh he is a he's on the board for the fiber optic association and uh it's a department of jobs and labor um certified or it's recognized by the uh, department of jobs and labor so it's um it's a legit certification and uh, i learned a ton of uh, when i was doing it i haven't used it yet i've right. helped train other people but <laughs> that's about it what did you what did you learn in that class so it was um first it was just all just the the theory of of cop uh, not copper of, of fiber so like multi-mode versus single mode and all the different types of connectors lc and all that so that was the day one, and then day two was the hands-on fusion splicing. So we actually got to uh, do fusion splicing, um, do all the dressing, and then uh, you know do uh, uh, enclosures, and then uh, troubleshooting, uh, troubleshooting and testing with like an OTDR. So just the it was a three three and a half day um, training, and um, yeah, just cover the full gamut of knowing what you're doing and then applying it uh, to real world scenarios. How did you do on the on the fusion splicing? A lot of people are afraid of it. They think it's too complicated. I had done it before a, a couple times. Um, I I enjoy doing it. It's it's a cool it's a cool thing to do. It, it, it does sound kind of like like oh gosh, like we're splicing fusion. <laughs> it, fusion it's really, splicing. It, it can be kind of uh, intimidating. Um, but I I done fairly well at it. I enjoy doing it. So and learning about it and taking pictures of it. So, yeah, yeah. Th- you know, there's um there's lots of different fusion splicers out there and. 
And even even you get the the cheap one, it's still easy to do. You know, a couple of weeks back for my day job, I got my went back to corporate and we got to play with some fusion splicers for something. And and uh, I got to play with the UCL Swift one, the one that has everything, it has the, the, the heat stripper one. and the cleaver yeah. and everything. That's and one of my like, favorite ones. Yeah, I fell in love with that thing. I I yeah. told I told my boss I said, look, if I happen to fall upon forty five hundred dollars going to the airport on the way home. That's what I'm buying myself for Christmas. He goes, yeah. you don't do it. So I said, I don't care. I yeah, think it's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's cool. Yeah. I, mean, it helps I fell in love with that heat stripper too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, in teaching fiber in the classes that I do all the time, the two biggest, the two biggest concerns or, or hangups that the guys have, the technicians have one, they, the safety, right? They're, they're concerned about the safety. Oh my God, I hear fiber is dangerous. Fiber is dangerous. So is riding a motorcycle. So is jumping out of an airplane. So is scuba yeah. diving. Yeah. But we take steps to mitigate those risks. When you mitigate those risks, it's a lot safer, right? Yeah. And then the second biggest hurdle is stripping the fiber, believe it or not. You know, you put a pair of strippers in a guy. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, they're, they're like shaking like there's an earthquake. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> take a deep breath, you know. And then, of course, you know, I give them specific instructions. Strip a quarter inch at a time. You know, if you're yeah. new, you might want to be using this stripper as opposed to that stripper, but you might want to use this stripper if you can become more seasoned. And then they, they never listen. They try to strip that entire inch and a half all one shot, and then they keep breaking every single time. I'm like, I told you to strip a quarter of an inch at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, definitely get a good pair of strippers, uh, either Jonard or Riley's or Ripley's. Yeah, uh, don't use the ones that come with the fusion splicer. Those <laughs> did not be great. What's your What's your What's your everyday carry, Blake, when it comes to fiber strippers? Uh, I might have them in my Jonard mid-span kit. Actually, no, I don't. But, yeah, I, I use Jonard. I, I prefer them. They were recommended to me. That's why I reached out to Jonard, and that's what built the relationship was actually uh, on their fiber uh, tools, all the mid-span stuff they have and, and their strippers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me ask you this. Would you recognize that? Recognize. Would you recommend that FOA certification to somebody who is looking to get certified? Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's, you know, there's, I, I can't remember the number. It's like 69,000 or 70 some thousand certified fiber optic technicians in the, in the world. So it's, it's one of the oldest and one of the um, most recognized certifications. I know Bixie has their own, but uh, FO, FOA has been kind of the top dog in the main resource and, and right. certifying bodies. So I would highly recommend doing it. I know some people are kind of like, oh, you just need to do on the job training. Like, you know, we don't want some hothead coming in thinking they know everything, you know, because they have a certification. Uh, for me, I know that my CFOT, CFOT certification will put me in a, in a job site, on a job site, knowing that I could at least be effective and, and go from there. So it's a good baseline, but don't right. come in and be like thinking that you know everything because on the job training is obviously very important, probably more important, but it gets you a good baseline. So I absolutely recommend the CFOT certification. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Mixit does have a fiber training class. And and, yeah. and I like, as you know, I try to keep my platform vendor agnostic. So, you know, I do talk about big C's, but I also talk about other things as well. And and I, and I, if I remember right now, I'd have to go back and look because I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think they have a fiber specific class i think you have to go to the to the to the installer fiber class to get to get that i, I, have, to, I have to go back and double check i don't remember off the top of my head but do you now do you happen to know what foa charges for that class if you don't that's fine i'm gonna i've got an interview set with jim hayes next month but oh you do yeah ask him yeah. i know that the test is only like 30 bucks or something it's very cheap so right. 
yeah, to take the test is like 30 bucks and then training, training would be the most expensive thing, whatever, wherever you get to train. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what Jerry or Lee Renfro charge, but it's pretty, I mean, I, I would say like 800 to 1200 would cost, that would cost for like the training and then the certification. So it's not much. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about what. Ask what, Jim. Jim. Jim will know, obviously. Yeah, that's about what people are going to charge you anyway, right? Yeah. Um. So let me ask you this. So when, when, because I guarantee you probably have that on your resume now, right? I saw you update your LinkedIn profile with it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't put it in my name because I, I don't know when people put that in their name and I tag them. It's like this long of a tag and it takes up the entire line. Is that are you harping at me because I got all I'm that not, stuff behind my name? I'm just saying, just in general, people <laughs> that put every single alphabet soup at the end of their name. Yeah, I, I mean, know what you're talking about. Good for them, but when I, I just don't like it when I tag people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. So when you tell people you're you're a certified fiber optic technician, CFOT, yeah, do you, do you find instant recognition? Do they instantly recognize that certification? Or do you have to explain to them what it is? Um. Well, people in the FOA community will know what it is, and I think that's about oh, it. They will. Yeah, uh, it's it's such a specialized thing. I mean, like once you start getting into the fiber world, like anybody that's not connected in the industry will have no clue what you're talking about i'll explain it to like the layman people that aren't in the industry they're like what and then i don't know people inside the industry are kind of like eh. it's 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 recognized within the community it's just very specialized right. yeah yeah I, I get that even with bixie sometimes i'm talking to somebody outside the community and i'll say bixie and i'll go what's bixie that's the thing like i was talking about bixie today uh with uh with the vp of sales and then uh and other people and we are in the access control industry. Like we're in low voltage and they had no clue who, who Bixie was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And even uh, I talked to pro data key, um, Brock from pro data key. He was like, I've never heard of Bixie. I was like, I'm going to the conference next, next month. He's like, I don't know. Should I go? He's like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, even it's, people, it's not yeah. next month. It's February. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. February. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> next year. Yeah. <laughs> next year. I'm yeah. trying to go to that. Um, I don't know if my company's going to send me or not. I yeah. may end up having to take vacation and pay for myself. Yeah. Um, I'll at least be there for the exhibit hall one yeah. or two nights. I don't know if I'll be there for the entire conference, but yeah, I hope to be there. I, I love going to the, the Bixie conference. I just do. I yeah. Just do. So you just hosted that. Uh, I saw on LinkedIn, the uh, FOA class up in Jacksonville where you had uh, a, some fiber scholarship and stuff. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, that, that was cool. That was Lee Renfro's brainchild. He uh, approached me and said, hey, I want to do a scholarship, uh, give give away six to eight CFOT certifications, do a three-day training. Um, so we were looking for a venue, so we decided to partner up with OptiView. We've done a meetup at OptiView. You were there for the first one. Mm-hmm. And then we, we've been doing a lot of stuff with OptiView in Jacksonville. Uh, they've been a great partner, so they hosted it. Uh, and we got Jonar to sponsor, Nanofiber, um, who else? Low Voltage Nation. So we we all partnered up and uh, Fiber Optic Association, they provided us with the books and the uh, the exam. Lee Renfro did the training and then a hurricane came and we had to evacuate. Uh, but we still managed to get all the training and get everybody certified. So it, w- it was great. Um, they got free training, free certification, got some cool content, got some videos and pictures. And got to meet some new people uh, and just kind of strengthen the community and and, and give back uh, to the community uh, with some free stuff. Did you have a hurricane party? 
We didn't. I I, I left early. Uh, we all just kind of we had a good we had a good night at uh, Texas Day Brazil. We went to we had those I like all the Brazilian steakhouses. Yeah. So uh, oh, yeah, it's just fun. I, I love doing events like that, man. Like because we're such like a kind of a tight knit community. You know the LVN mm-hmm. community. So it, it's fun just to hang out and just learn stuff and play with new tools and new new products. I hear you. Is there any talk about a another fiber scholarship in the future? You know, we had a huge um, response from it. Um, there's a bunch of people in California, like, come to California, come to California. Uh, and then just some other people, like uh, I think up in Pennsylvania, there was, there was a lot of people on Instagram that reached out and then um, got some good feedback on LinkedIn. But we, w- we would love to do another one. Um, I don't see why we wouldn't. It's up to Lee, though. Lee's the, Lee's the, the instructor. So right. um, I would love to do it. There's definitely a demand for it. That's for sure. Absolutely. There's yep. any parting thoughts. Um, so I, I want to get a Nashville meetup on the books. Uh, it's going to be more geared towards structured cabling. And then we still have that access control event. Um, so the company that I work for, we'll probably do like a lunch and learn, uh, on access control, get like Brevo and PDK involved. So there's going to be a lot of different, uh, meetups and events coming down, uh, for 2023. Yeah. When you pick those dates for the, for the Nashville, just make sure you let me know because I got lots of frequent flyer miles, lots of free hotel stays. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and if I'm not teaching somewhere else or whatever, I may take a vacation day or whatever and come up and hang out with you guys for a day. Yes, sir. So as you heard, there are options for fiber optic training. So I suggest you look into them. Remember, knowledge is power. That's it for this episode of today's podcast. We hope you were able to learn something. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. Also, leave a rating so we can help even more people learn about telecommunications. Until next time, be safe.